What up, everyone? We are back, and you are listening to Pitch Perfect with your host, me, Chris Turnbull. In this episode of Pitch Perfect, episode one, we will discuss how soccer grew in popularity, the world team of the decade for the 1890s, and then we'll just be continuing talking about the growth. So we should have a fun episode planned today. As we all know on this podcast, soccer is the most popular sport in the world, and it's a sport that has plenty of history and has been played for a very long time. So obviously, you, you'll hear these stories of people kicking around objects from like thousands of years ago, f- which some websites will give credit to be as beginning, like, as some websites will give credit to as the beginning of the game, which I'm not going to give credit to that because just kicking, like, we all play kicking the rocks. We all do. We all just kick rocks on the street. I want to say that's soccer. So I wanted to begin at a time where we would all recognize the sport, where the sport began as in the form as we all know today. So the first ever football association was formed in England in 1863. This gave rules and gave a standard size and weight for the balls, and also divided football and rugby as we know today uh so it actually gave like limits and a rule for how big the ball had to be and everything and then it separated uh soccer or football and rugby because at the before this um it was really rough in the streets people were getting hurt all this so they separated football and rugby so at this time it was really only England and Scotland that played. So England, their national team had a style that was more kick and run, like Sean Dyche, kick and run. Uh, Scotland was more centered around passing, which is more of the prominent style today. Um, professional football was officially legalized in 1885, and the Football League was established three years later. In its first season, there were 12 clubs, um, with a lot of these clubs actually being very successful still to this day, with Aston Villa, Burnley, Everton, and Wolves all in the Premier League this season. All right, on to segment two. The World Team of the Decade for the 1890s. So, obviously, in this segment, we'll be talking about the World Team of the Decade uh, these were the best players in the world from the beginning of the game as we know today, which I think will be pretty cool to hear about who were the best players in the world back when this all began. Alright, so this goalkeeper, the goalkeeper was Ned Dong, I think. I'm sorry. Played for, he played for Sunderland, and he was Scottish. And so it says in the website I'm looking at that he had the skills of modern modern goalkeeper. I don't really know if they're talking about like Onana, you know, modern goalkeeper. He actually made a bad mistake yesterday in the Champions League, but you know, whatever. He's still ball playing goalie. Okay, the right back was Nicole Smith. He played for Rangers, and he again was from Scotland. Uh, they also referred to him as as a modern player, as he was an attacking fullback. So. This is interesting to me because, obviously, like, I'm not 
I haven't been alive very long, obviously, but like back, say like 30, 40 years ago, um, the back four was just like, uh, I, I guess just like defending, you know, their job wasn't to attack. I, th- I, th- I mean, at least I think that attacking fullbacks have just gone into the game recently. So it's interesting to see all these modern, like these modern things back in 1890s, you know, so. I don't know how much of an attacking fullback he was or a modern goalkeeper, but it's interesting to me how they refer to him as modern, modern players. Uh, the left back on this team was William John Oakley. He was English and played for Corinthian FC. No clue what that is. And the website I was just looking at said he was an amateur, so I don't know what's going on there. Maybe like... There weren't enough, I, I don't know. Okay, so now uh, they have a, they have um, an RH, C, CH, and LH, which I believe um, are left, right, and center half, uh, which I ha- I've, I've heard of, like, defenders, like, center half. I've heard, like, professional, like, um, people on TVs, Talking about center halves, you know, center back. I'm used to saying center backs, but I have heard of center, like center halves. So I guess that's what. Hopefully, that's what they're saying. So these players from left to right, left to right, were Jack Reynolds, who played for Aston Villa and West Brom, Johnny Holt played for Everton, and Jimmy Crabtree for Aston Villa. They were all English except for Reynolds, who had caps for both Ireland and England. Interesting. Um, so after the back five is where I get more confused with these positions. Obviously, I'm not this, like, you know, older, um, person who knows this stuff. But the next two in the team are OR and IR, which at first seeing the team, I had no clue what was going on. Like, I had no clue. But thinking about it more, I think that outside right and inside right, hopefully, I don't know if that's right. I don't know, like, where that would be on the field. Obviously, it's the right, but maybe it's, like, outside right, mid, and, like, a right center mid or something. So, Charlie Athersmith and Steve Bloomer uh, tried to play for Aston Villa and England, and Steve played for Derby County and England. So, next up, you have the center forward, which I'm familiar with. Um... Johnny Campbell played for Sunderland and Scotland. Uh, and then you have OL and IL, which, again, I assume are outside and inside left, hopefully. So Diamond, Freddie Wel- Weldon, was the outside left and played for Aston Villa and England. And let me pull up. Sorry about this. I can get this out. So the... I-L, or that, no, Diamond Freddie Weldon was the inside left, and the outside left was Fred Spink, Spinksley. Um, he played for the Wednesday, which is, I don't know, and then he used English. So as we can see, all these players are British, uh, mostly English and Scottish, and then you got the one guy who had some caps for Ireland as well. 
So this can like really show how, I guess, um, how the very beginning it was just British, uh, just a British sport. Um, yeah, so uh, that is the world team of the decade for the 1890s. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Alright, so now I am planning on just, I guess, piggybacking on how we left off segment one. Um, uh, so we ended off I, with um, the teams that played in the football league uh, with the teams that are still in the prem today. So FIFA was founded back in 1904 and like this act was signed by representatives from France, England, or no, France, Belgium, Denmark, Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. Notice how there is no England or British British countries that signed. Um, from the start, they believed that they invented the game and saw no reason to subordinate to a to an association. They just thought they could do their own thing. But they ended up joining the following year, but would not partic participate in the World Cup until 1950, which is interesting. In 1908, um, football or soccer would um, officially become an Olympic sport. So... In 1908, football, or soccer, which I like to call it, um, officially became a sport in the Olympic Games. Um, so until the first FIFA World Cup was played in 1930, uh, the Olympic Games football tournament would rank as the most prestigious on a national level. So the Olympics was, I guess, before the World Cup, the um, most important uh the most important um, tournament that these teams played in back then. Um, so, I think that's all I have for us today. Uh, I thought the World Team of the Decade of the 1990s was actually really cool. Going back and seeing all these players, never heard of really. So, I can credit them, I guess, with the start starting the game that we love today. And... Yeah, so that's all I have for you today. Um, thank you guys for listening, and hope you hopefully you tune in next week for episode two. Thank you.